Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cindy Donaldson Show. I believe this is episode six of season one. I am your host, Cindy Donaldson. I'm a serial entrepreneur, believer that you can have anything in your life if you want it badly enough, obsessed with bucket lists. I'm a certified high-performance coach, and I am here to help you not only create, but live your life by design. So buckle up, Buttercup, because it's Monday here in New York. I am still sort of stationary in my full-time RV life. For those of you that are new to the show, yes, I sold my house and everything in it four years ago to live full-time as a nomad, I guess a digital nomad, because I I still own several companies and I kind of just travel around the country and world. I haven't been overseas in a couple of years since COVID, but that's on the list. Anyway, we are, my partner's um, dad passed away in March. And so we are here in New York settling his estate. I'm in his house now. And hence there's no pictures on the wall because we're really cleaning things out. And my RV is a complete disaster, which is why I decided to record the podcast in here. Anyway, Life has been insane. I'm a little behind schedule in my podcast. I don't even remember when I did episode five, which is kind of what we're going to talk about today. So I share a lot about my own personal life in these podcasts. And yes, I work with a mentor. I meet with him every Saturday morning. And this past Saturday, we were talking about how this is the fourth quarter of my life. And I don't know what that means. It could mean like another 40 years. It could mean another four hours. Like I have no idea, right? Which is sort of the magic of life. I live like you're dying, right? Hence the reason I'm obsessed with bucket lists. My parents died very young and I was like, hell no, not today, Satan. I'm going to check that stuff off and I am not waiting for retirement to do anything. And so in this fourth quarter, and I was actually my ADHD kicking in right now. I was actually just coaching with a new client. I was sharing this with her about how when you're in the fourth quarter of your life, right? As I'm reminded weekly from my mentor that it's not about doing things that you could do or even should do. It's about doing things that you love to do. Now is the time. I mean, if you nail this in your thirties, God freaking bless you. You are amazing. But most people don't, right? Because we are on the hamster wheel of going to work, raising families, you know, paying off debt, getting out of survival mode, dealing with trauma. I mean, nobody gets out of this life unscathed. So if you come back at me and like, oh, my life is perfect. You're lying. Nobody's life is perfect. And some of us have more trauma than others. And I know there are people in the world that have far worse than I have ever even dreamed of. Like they would dream for my life and consider it one of their best days. On the flip side, I don't like to diminish anybody's past or trauma, right? And I'm I'm not a therapist, but I've been through a lot of therapy and everybody has a story. And that journey can be very painful to them, even though it may not be painful for somebody else, if that makes sense. So when we talk about the fourth quarter of our life and doing what you love and and living into your purpose, so many people get hung up on this. Hell, I did. I did. And I kind of still am struggling with it. I mean, again, even though I do this for a living and I share insights and I coach and and I'm on stage talking about this, this is a daily journey that I go through, right? I still, you know, therapy and coaching and mentoring. Yes, because we are evolving human beings. So uncovering your true purpose is a journey, And you have to let go of a lot of things in order to really hone in on what that means. 
right? Especially if you grew up in survival mode. So the client that I was uh, was chatting with, our backgrounds are very similar. There was a lot of trauma and we are the queens of survival mode. I say this all the time, zombie apocalypse happens. You want me in your court. You want me in your court because I know how to shut off emotion and get shit done. You do this, you do this, you do this. I mean, that is where I thrive, sadly. Sadly. And I know that I'm not alone because the more I talk about this, the more, and I write about these in my emails every Monday and Thursday, cindy-donaldson.com, get on the freaking list. I talk about this all the time. And I get, I get every time I mention the whole surviving and not thriving because you don't know how to thrive, you don't know how to shut it off. I am not alone. I get so many replies going, oh my God, this is me. Which leads again, back to this fourth quarter and purpose thing. So how do you do it, Cindy? How do you figure out your purpose? You have to let go of the surroundings around you, of the people around you and detach yourself from it. It's that easy and that hard. So what I was kind of coaching through this morning in my session with my client was like, and I tell people all the time, like go find a happy place. For me, that is out in nature. So after I finish up this podcast, I'm running to the post office, deliver my eBay sales of the week. That's a whole other thing I got going on. And then I'm, I'm gonna go spend a couple hours outside in my thoughts, because that's how I decompress. That's how I really recharge to live into my purpose. Anyway. So you, you find your, your space, whatever that is. It could be a comfy chair in your house. It could be your bedroom. It could be in a hammock. It could be in a coffee shop. It doesn't matter, but get a great journal. The one that you, you can touch the paper and you feel it. And you're like, okay, this sings to me. And if you're not a journaler, you literally go to Barnes and Nobles or wherever you get books or whatever, pick up the journals, smell it, feel it, do all the things because that's important. Next, find a pen that you love. Like I'm, I'm weird with my pens. Like I can't write with certain pens. I think part of that is my ADHD or whatever's going on in my brain, but I need gel pens and they have to write a certain way. And it's, and sometimes I have in multiple colors because of my mood, but go to that place and just allow your brain to think. If money and time were no object, if whatever, if I weren't in this current situation, if I was in my ideal space in my life, what would I do? Letting go of what you could do, what you feel you should do, especially people my age, okay? We're the end of the baby boomers. I'm going to be 61 in a few days. August 10th is my birthday. I'm a Leo. Shocker for those of you that know me. I scream Leo. But especially for all of us baby boomers, you know, we were brought up in a culture like you get a job, you be responsible, you're, you know, you raise a family, you do all of that stuff. And not that any of that stuff is bad. And some people love the structure of that and they, and, and that's just their thing. Right. But there's a sector of us who knew that was never right for us. And I rebelled the system a long time ago, but with a lot of criticism. And a lot of ups and downs because I didn't have a support system. I really didn't. And I didn't have anybody else in my family who went to college. I, there was a lot of trauma. I mean, that's, you can read my old posts and all that kind of stuff. Cause I share a lot about that, but 
you get in this survival mode thing and you don't know how to shut it off. And when it comes to finding your purpose, you automatically go to things you could do. Like, you know, I've really scaled back in my consulting business and now I only work with clients who really just scream to my soul. And I know that they are going to listen to my advice, my genius, that they can afford me. And then I really love to spend time with them. Right. And if one of those things, thanks, Robin, my, one of my first business coaches, she, she gave me that rule. I call it the Robin rule, right? If one of those things are off, it's not going to work. And I've tested this theory more times than I care to. Like, you know, when you get dips in your business and you're like, you get a 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollar client looking at you and they're willing to, you know, sign on the dotted line and you're like, okay, money, survival mode. Oh God. There were times in my life that I couldn't feed my kids. And I was you know, scraping quarters out of my car that was going to, you know, blow up at any time to put gas. And, you know, it would, so to like, who am I to shy away from a hundred thousand dollars? Like who, who the hell do I think I am when just 20 years ago, my, my electricity was turned off or I was homeless, you know, sleeping in my sister's air mat an air mattress in one of her bedrooms and my kids were kind of scared like who the hell am i but 100% of the time when i didn't listen to the rules it drove me crazy it sucked the life out of me so those are things that i could do i mean i can do a lot of things hell i could be a bartender i could be a waitress i could go work i i could do just about anything i have a talent of learning things very quickly and I catch on very quickly so I can do a lot of things, which is a blessing and a curse because the curse is if I let my mindset go back to that survival mode, you know, back in Q1, two, and three of my life, not as much three, definitely Q1 and Q2 of my life. I say, okay, well, who am I, Cindy Donaldson? I, I got to do this. I got to do it. And it is hard to break that cycle. It is very hard. And I continue to have to work on breaking that cycle. I continue to have to do it. And so as I work through my own journey and I help others see what's possible, like it's very easy for me to see in other people. It's very hard to see in myself, which is why, you know, coaches need coaches and mentors need mentors, right? Because we need sort of that filter to say, what the hell are you doing, Cindy? What the hell? And that's what I get from my mentor every week. He's like, no, no, we're not going there. We are not going there. You do not need that. So think, and so one of the questions that I asked my client this morning is like, yes, you can do this. She was describing, you know, a highly successful entrepreneur and she was, um, has this talent and she knows that she can monetize it. And so as she was telling me about it, I was just watching her and it was very methodical. She's like, yep, I can do this. I can do this. I can make money here. I can do, I go, oh, I'm going to call her Sue. You absolutely could do that, Sue. Absolutely. But let me ask you this. Do you want to do that for 40 hours a week, eight hours a day? And then I just shut up. And she's like, okay, that's interesting. You said that. And then she started, you know, sharing with me something else about her life. And she just lit up. She like got so excited, kind of like I get here, right? She gets so excited. And then I let her finish her story. And I was like, Sue, you know what? That's your purpose. 
because that, that's why she came to me. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like in the fourth quarter of my life and I'm kind of burnt out. I'm making money, but I, I still want to make money. And I, I just like my creative juices, like I don't get to tap into that. Like she was like talking about my freaking life. Like when you connect with a client like that, that you just want to go, okay, let's go grab a beer in a bar and talk about our lives for like five hours and then go on a trip to Europe or an ashram in Bali someplace. Cause you know, like we connected, at least I feel I connected with her. This was our first session connected with her on a pretty deep level. Like I got her immediately. And I was like, Sue, that is your purpose. And she was just like really taken aback by that. Um, and she'd worked with a lot of other coaches and mentors and stuff before and lots of therapy and like a lot of us. Right. And she's like, okay, that isn't what I was expecting out of you. And I was like, okay, is that good or bad? And then I just let her keep going. And I was like, listen, discovering your purpose, that thing that you love, your legacy, the thing, as my coach, as my mentor says, he's like, the thing that you're going to plant the flag in the top of Mount Everest and say, you're not the Sherpa. A very important part of the Everest climb is the Sherpa. You're not the Sherpa. You are like the first person that has gotten to the top and planted the flag in record or whatever it is, right? Like when you feel that and it brings you joy, it is scary because not about the story you're about to tell or the journey. It's it's more about the mechanics and the logistics of it. I was sharing with her, like, you know, I have three books started and what overwhelms me is really the the mechanics of it. Like, which way should I go? Da, da, da. It's not the story that's in my soul and my heart. I mean, I can talk about it, you know, give me a microphone, go on stage. Like, I don't, I don't need to prep for that. I don't prep for these podcasts. I just get, like, I don't prep for my emails. I just get on and I talk about it because it's in my soul. So when you talk about fourth quarter and things that you love, it's what's in your soul. And you have to wait until your fourth quarter. God, no, you don't have to wait. But when you get to your fourth quarter, when you are hitting your late 50s and your 60s, and again, nobody knows when that fourth quarter is going to be. That's the reason don't put it off, right? But when you get to 60, it is this magical mind thing that shifts in your head. And it's like, oh, shit, I- I'm I'm 60. Like, what, what am I going to do? For, like, that was such an overwhelming date for me. An overwhelming date. Last year on my 60th birthday, I didn't want a big, I, I wasn't a big party. Um, for those of you that followed me, I lived off grid in Wyoming and Montana and the Dakotas all last summer for my birthday. And um, I just, it was something that I just, I felt like I had to do. Before COVID hit, I had this four-month sabbatical sort of planned to go through the Middle East. And then that kind of fell apart because of COVID. And then we started planning again. And then, you know, more violence erupted in Israel and all this other stuff. And although I'm not Jewish, I've always been just fascinated with the Middle East and even the Muslim culture. And and I'm a foodie, so I'm just obsessed with all of that. And I just want to go. It's a spiritual place. Just like Sedona, spiritual place. Like I feel that energy when I sit on those rocks in Sedona. I feel it. Anyway, back to the the book and and telling my story and stuff. Like it's it's going deep with inside you, and the story is not hard to tell. 
although it, it, it can bring up a lot of past trauma, um, but it's also therapeutic, cathartic and therapeutic at the same time. But the, the logistics of doing it, especially with somebody with ADHD is like, is overwhelming. And I've contemplated hiring coaches and then people tell me, I don't need a coach and like to just write. And anyway, the, my client has gotten to the point where she actually had a draft edited. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that, that's amazing. That's amazing. Like your story so matters. Like and so, so many of us are afraid of, you know, the fear of judgment of others when you kind of come out of the closet and tell your story. But when you don't live into your authentic self, which is your purpose, this whole fourth quarter thing I'm talking about, right? And living into that, then, you know, when we talk about the law of attraction, you're going to attract the shit that doesn't serve you. You really do. And staying in a job staying in a career, staying in a relationship that is easy because it's comfortable is only going to perpetuate that, right? You know, I, I talk a lot about finding your circle and, you know, your parents probably told you, you know, you are the three friends or five friends, you, you know, you hang around with. That is so true. Not that you necessarily become them, but you absorb that energy, and you, I guess you kind of do become them, right? And I've I've seen that throughout my life. Like I remember working in a factory um, in the summers. Like for me, that didn't really inspire me to not want to be there because there was family members there, and I I met some friends, and I worked at a camp. I mean, I've done, and I tend to kind of morph into that, and I get bored pretty quickly, like with jobs that really don't stimulate my brain or my creativity. But I really kind of became like everybody else there. Not that that was bad, but it wasn't me. Because showing up as your true authentic self is scary. It's scary because this is the real you. Like you can fake it till you make it. Like, you know, I I have more times than I care to think about have been offered jobs to go in and run companies, run, especially like insurance agencies or, you know, head up marketing teams and stuff. And I'm unemployable. And I I really, I, I did a couple interviews and I um I remember one, I went through like five or six interviews to the point where I was really thinking I was going to take the job because it was, again, it was a lot of money. And I was like, Cindy Johnson, who are you to turn, you know, down multiple six figures? Um, and then uh, the last interview was with a psychiatrist, which I thought was fascinating. And um, I had to travel I was in Connecticut at the time. I had to travel down to Providence, Rhode Island, which was a couple hour drive to meet with this guy at like eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. So it was, it was miserable. And I was just getting over, like I had Lyme disease and I had a flare up and I was just kind of getting over it. And so I felt like crap and I went down there and he started asking all these questions and I was honest. Cause I was like, okay, it's not going to serve me to fake it. And uh, the consensus, I didn't get the job. Like I, they, these people were, you know, that were going to hire me, were giving me, you know, houses to buy, apartments to rent. They showed me where my office would be. It was a whole bunch of stuff. And I thought I had the job and this was just a formality, but that psychiatrist recognized that sure. I would have gone in there and I would, I could have done it. Right. It doesn't mean I should have, and I surely wouldn't have loved it. 
And so it would have been in an office. It would have been dealing with corporate. It would have been managing a huge team. I don't really love to manage people. I can. I don't love to. I don't love to. So fourth quarter or any quarter, right? And living into your purpose. Get the journal. Let the let let the thoughts just flow. This is why I really push people to create bucket lists and put dates to the stuff. I, I love doing workshops. And, and when I do workshops, this is something, and we talk about leadership. And one of my um one of my keynotes or workshops is, you know, leadership, but leading from within. And it's it's really less about leadership and more finding about you, finding out about you, like who you are and what's your purpose. A, are you even in the right job? Do you even like managing people? It's the coat because you can do it, should you be doing it? And are you being empathetic and understanding that everybody has a freaking story and that sometimes firing some somebody is the best gift you could ever give them, ever. With one or two exceptions, everybody I've fired has thanked me after. And those that didn't thank me after, they haven't really had that enlightenment moment of, you know, what their true purpose is. So you sit down and you start writing the shit down and you allow yourself to dream, right? Allow yourself to dream. So back to this, you know, my, my client, I suggested that Sue do this, that she go to a happy place, wherever that is, get the journal, find a pen and just let go of the preconceptions of what the world thinks. And again, hard, the older you get, the harder this is. So I'm just, I'm just putting that out there because you have so many habits that are ingrained and so much influence from your family, from business peers, from the community. When you have reached a level where you are, and I think I wrote this in my, an email a couple of weeks ago, when you sort of reach the PhD level in your life, right? It's scary to go back to kindergarten and knowing that it's going to be hard, that there are going to be people way ahead of you. And like, for me, that's hard. I am used to getting what I want. And again, I know that sounds egomaniacal, but I'm a very driven person and I'm smart and I catch on easily and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm used to starting something getting to the top, top 1%, sales job, go boom. You know, I, I'm very good at that. And so, but then I get in the comfort zone because again, I could do, it doesn't mean I should. And so when I start something completely new, completely new, adapting the mindset that I'm going back to kindergarten and when you're in kindergarten, messy is fun. And you get naps. Like somebody, when I did this email, somebody wrote back to me like, oh my God, kindergarten, you got milk and cookies and you got to take naps on the floor with a toy in the middle of the day. Like kindergarten is fun. Embrace the fun. Embrace the messy of kindergarten when you're starting over and know that it's going to take some time and you may hit it out of the park. You may be super successful, but it's, it's really about allowing yourself to try something new, knowing it's going to be messy and embracing the messy, right? So, you know, in this fourth quarter of my life, you know, I've completely shifted, rebranded myself, 
you know, people have known me for years as a business consultant and, and specifically marketing in certain arenas, right? And I decided that my purpose was really my foundation where I help food and home insecurity and um, also embrace economic development in town. So I wanna take abandoned buildings, abandoned schools and turn them into affordable housing or low to no income housing and work with my contacts in banks and stuff to help fund it all. And it, it's, it's, it's a long journey, but it excites me. And then writing my book and telling my story and doing this podcast and, and doing more public speaking, right? I'm not ready to retire. So I still want to make money. Um, and so I still have my consulting company, very choosy. I'm very choosy about my coaching clients I bring in. I don't want to do that as a full-time job, just like I don't want to do my consulting business as a full-time job. I'm sort of, you know, playing around and getting messy. So I don't edit these podcasts. I don't edit them. I don't have a fancy background. I, I even, I have a really nice microphone. It's still in a box. Like I haven't gotten it. I think I haven't done it. It's messy and it's okay. And I'm, you know, five years from now, when I've got Mel Robbins on my podcast and I look back at this, I'm going to laugh. Yes, I'm I'm putting that out there, Mel. Watch on my podcast. I think you're really cool. You know, and it's, I'm just embracing the messy and it's okay. And really, really, really focusing on things that I love versus the could do or even should do. Now, I always preface these things with, I'm not Pollyanna, you know, and I'm not trying to be Pollyanna, meaning that I'm I'm not living in this world where I don't think that shit hits the fan sometimes and you have to do things you don't want to do, of course. But staying in situations where there's possibilities to get out or thinking that there's nothing else out there for you and you have to stay in a certain situation, no. I'm a firm believer of no there, firm believer. But sometimes, yeah, you got to work two jobs to, you know, put a roof over your head and feed the kids. And sometimes you have to dig in the cushions of the couch to find water to put gas in your car. Sometimes you have to do that. And I've done that. And did it suck? Yeah, it sucked. But I got to the other side. And I know now that I'm capable of doing hard things. Like trauma can teach you a lot. It can it can drag you down and it's hard, but through therapy and coaching and mentoring and spending time to work on yourself, I promise you can get to the other side. It takes help, it takes an army sometimes, but you can get to the other side. And that's why I say your story matters, right? Because when you overcome hard things, when you're SFC, which is super fucking capable and you can overcome hard things, there's always somebody who needs that inspiration that you can give them to help them get to their third or fourth quarter and live into their purpose. And sometimes that purpose is your story. And for me, I think that's, you know, part of my purpose. Yes, the McCollum Foundation, um, which is still in its infancy, um, but that's really my purpose over the next couple of years. We're still traveling in the RV, which is wonderful, but we're looking at possibly buying some land in Vermont. Nothing in stone, but I found this um, 197 acres in Northern Vermont, a farm. 
like that's was farmed for a lot of years, but it isn't, but there's still a, a milking barn and a hay barn and there's like chicken coops and stuff like that and a farmhouse. And I was like, Ooh, I could live there. And so in my session on Saturday with my mentor, he's like, Cindy, you mentioned 197 acres, like 20 times. He's like, you got to go see that property. And I was like, yeah, I, I probably do. Whether it's sold or not, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's that one, but as you can see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm allowing myself to dream and I don't put things off the table. Like, so what would life look like if I lived on 197? Like, I don't go into the negative details, like, oh, I'm pretty far away and four and a half hours from family. And all. Like, no, because there's always a solution for that. But this is what I love. And this next stage of my life, really focusing on my creativity and finishing my books and doing more speaking and, and painting more and reading more and, and having my little mini farm. Like, I've always wanted to have goats. Like, if I'm not going to do it now, when am I going to do it? So maybe Vermont. I'm going to be help, you know, right next door to Mel Robbins, right? Like she lives in Vermont. She left her, her uh, gigs in the city to move to Vermont. So the fourth quarter is important. Any quarter is important, but you know, as you age, it becomes even more important. And so spend time doing the things that you love and be incredibly conscious of things that suck the life out of you, be it people you surround yourself with, the relationship you're in, your job, or even your hobbies. I mean, how many, raise your hand, even if you're driving, you can raise one hand, hold, you know, raise a hand. How many nonprofit boards have you sat on? How many volunteer things have you done because you felt obligated to say yes? I can't even tell you. And I'm a firm believer in not-for-profits, but I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break. For years, I sat on, I don't know how many boards chaired my sh fair share. It was a lot of work. And the work that I did was very good, but I knew it was time to step back and living full-time in the RV kind of gave me that, you know, wonderful excuse to say, okay, well, I'm not here. So I can't show up at board meetings. And then COVID hit. And then, you know, every board meeting was a Zoom meeting. So I got calls to come back. I'm like, nope, sorry, I'm not doing that. Anyway, we're right about 30 minutes. So I'm going to wrap up and just say, grab the notebook, go just dream this time in your life. It like, it is not a dress rehearsal, right? It's not a dress rehearsal. So enjoy the day. And don't forget to sign up for my email, cindy-donaldson.com. Or if you want to check out my business consulting page, it's redbarnconsultingllc.com. See Red Barn Farm, it's all coming back, right? And there's a million forms on there. You can sign up for my email, it goes out every Monday and Thursday. It's not business centric. It is all personal development. It's it's kind of my life in words. And if you're interested in coaching, you can schedule a free discovery call at cindy-donaldson.com. Again, tons of links to my calendar there. And, um, you know, follow me online. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Cindy Adventure Girl. Don't you love the name? And then, you know, LinkedIn for all you business people. You can just search me out at Cindy Donaldson. Anyway, have an awesome rest of your day. I'm going to go out, get out in nature because it's not 90 degrees. And it's pretty nice outside. So I'm going to hit it for the uh, thunderstorms come in. It was great speaking with you today. Bye.